Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. This is Jim the Keys bartender coming to you from a beautiful, steamy uh, Key Largo in the Florida Keys. Well, yesterday I'm gonna I'm gonna eventually talk. Um, today we're gonna talk about the margarita. I want to go try to go a little in depth, not too in depth. I'm just telling you from the bartender's perspective, but on my Day off, you know, you may have heard in different podcasts that I've done that on Sundays recently we liked going to the beach. And yesterday we had, uh, it was a rainy day, and it's never, it's rarely rainy all day. You know, when you say it's going to rain, we go, you know, it's, it's, you know, it keeps people from coming down here. So we think, well, why don't we go and get ready, get dressed for the beach? And even though it's uh, cloudy, by the time we get down there, it could be sunny. And uh, I'll tell you, fast forward, it didn't turn out sunny. Didn't it? It, it started to look like it was clearing, and then more clouds were coming in. It looked like it clearing. But it still was a beautiful ride and gave me a chance to spend some time with the wife. And we went and had lunch at a local place that we had a very hard time to find. They had one sign out front and it was planted behind a Marriott or whatever fair, whatever their Marriott extra, the one of their brands the hotel was there, Fairfield, Fairfield Inn parked behind that. And you couldn't see it from the road and you barely could see the sign. It's a black and white sign. Allah. It was it was a good it was a good restaurant and it was a, a football restaurant because when I say football because they had eight screens and they played uh, different uh, football games on each uh, television screen. It was a great time. It was beautiful, beautiful riding down there. I'll post. I think I have some of the pictures. I'll post a picture as a cover story and I'll post the trip in the. Uh, on our Facebook page. Now, when you're when you're driving there in the rain, you know, and we were so used to when you're driving on an overseas highway, looking to left and right, seeing the beautiful blue ocean. But when you're driving back and you see this deep dark sky, it just looks ominous. But it's really nothing. It's it's really nothing. That thing is just rain, and there was very light traffic on the road. It was just. One of those days, and the wife kind of laughed at me. She goes, you thought we were going to rain. You know, we had uh, thought we would be able to go to the beach. I had the chairs and all that stuff, and we were dressed for the beach. And we ended up walking out, getting on the beach, standing on our umbrella, looking at the ocean for a couple minutes, and then heading back uh, to the car and going to our restaurant that we were, one of the restaurants. We're always trying a new place while we're down there. Next week we might go to the. I think I think we might go to the Miami Automotive Show. Take a look at some vehicles. Okay, let me get started with the margarita. Margarita is a big drink down here, as you would in a lot of. It's a big drink almost anywhere, not just though on Cinco de Mayo, and. It's just one of those tropical drinks people go for all the time. They have them. People drink margaritas in 
all throughout the United States, but we get we get a lot. We get a lot down here. And everyone has you know, a classic margarita is tequila, lime juice, a little triple sec, and that's it. Sometimes, you know, people put a little uh, sweetener in it, like powdered in the in originally the margarita. I think the margarita was named after Rita Hayworth. And it became, you know, everyone everyone makes it a little differently. But the way I see it is if you're going to make, let's say, an eight-ounce drink, you're going to pack it for the ice, you're going to probably get four ounces of liquid in there, right? About four ounces. And you... Uh, if you're going to put salt on the glass, what you take is a, you take a lime wedge and you run it along the rim of the glass. Hopefully it's a juicy lime wedge. And you have kosher salt, thick, thick salt. And you, um, you take it, put it upside down, you put it into some salt and, uh, you know, twirl it around, get that salt on the rim nice. And then you start building your margarita. And what I do is, Two ounces tequila, you can go three ounces tequila, depending on how long, strong you want. But you may not last long if you're drinking three ounces of tequila for each margarita. A quarter ounce of triple sec, about an ounce of fresh squeezed lime juice, and a half ounce of, and you could go a little heavier on that if you want, but a half ounce of agave nectar. Now, if the lime's really tart, you may, lime juice is really tart. You may want to add a little water to it. The agave nectar takes away the sourness. The less you agave nectar you put into it, the less sweet and balanced it is. And you can make it more tart. Some people like a little tart. So you shake that up really good. You take it ice and all. Because you, hopefully you're shaking over ice. Because the ice you're shaking in actually melts into the drink if you shake it really good. And that's it. Now, but when you're going from that, that's on the rocks. If you're going to a frozen drink, you want to make sure that you're blending that really quick. You're putting a little more agave nectar, uh, lime juice, and triple sec, and the same amount of tequila. Because that, um, or maybe a little more tequila. Because you have to put the ice in to make it thick. And when it gets blended up, people always say, Boy, this drinks a lot, you know, when it's, it waters down because everything melts into it. When it's frozen, everything melts into it. So you might want to go with a little less liquid with it and a little more agave nectar that kind of thickens it up, gives it that rich taste. A lot of people don't want, when they're drinking a, a frozen drink, they like to have it a little sweeter than they like it sour. But then again, you could do it sour too. And you can go and build off it. You can put strawberries in it. You can put blueberries, uh, watermelon. Sometimes you can take, if you have a watermelon liqueur, you can make a peach one. I, I always suggest to use fresh fresh fruit. And if you make like a compote, you, you can make it with agave nectar with the fruit. And you dump it in. You don't have to put any agave nectar in separately. And you would substitute the lime juice for the fresh fruit. And you just blend it away like a blending fool that you are. You do, there's 
tons of it. Now, on the a lot of margaritas, people they say, "Can you throw some orange juice in it?" They like a little sweeter. Say so orange juice, but orange juice does not go into a classic margarita. Orange taste does, hence a triple sec. You could put a splash of orange juice, things like that. You could put, you can make it all orange juice. You can make it tequila, orange juice, a little lime. And you don't really, because orange juice is sweet, you don't have to really add. And uh, you don't really have to add the triple sec even when you're putting the orange in. But I've had people complain. If you have a margarita the way you like it, like you would with a martini, it's important to tell the people how you like it. You know, if you want a skinny one, a skinny one doesn't get any agave nectar. Sometimes people like to put a little sweet and low and Nutri-Sweet into it and, you know, fresh lime juice and you add a little water and that's it. Skinny, skinny margarita. There's so many things you could do with a margarita. Uh, I hesitate to say, you know, you definitely don't want to use any tomato base in it. Because that's usually people say, can you put a little tomato in it? Because they talk about uh, a bloody Corona or whatever they call those, uh, a, a Michelada or a, a, there's a different name for that stuff. But that isn't that isn't a part of the margarita thing. And you can use white tequila or gold tequila. People have uh, you have a golden margarita. Golden margarita is with. Cuervo and Cointreau substitute Cuervo, the, the Cuervo Gold and Cointreau. A uh, so that's the golden one, but a Cadillac Margarita would be Cuervo, and you're floating Gramenier on the top. You put you put a little, maybe put a little triple sec into it, but the. The Grand Meunier is the substitute for that. Um, the Grand Meunier is substitute for the triple sec. And that float on top of the Grand Meunier, you see a little slight difference with that. And there's, you can do Patron, Don Julio. I hesitate to make margaritas with really good tequila because really good tequila is good by itself, so it's probably best to be minimalist when you're using a, a, a very top-shelf premium tequila, just a little, maybe a little squirt of lime juice on ice would probably suffice, or just muddled lime, because you don't want to take away from the premium taste or the premium hit you're taking in your wallet. Okay, well, recently, I wanted to take a quick uh, view on the, um, I guess I maybe should talk about my sponsor, because I always forget about that, don't I? No, 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 I don't, how could I forget about my sponsor? My sponsor's Key Largo Chocolates. Key Key Largo Chocolates has been an institution here in the Keys, uh, run currently by... The Peterson family. It is has locations in Key Largo and Almorada. In Key Largo, it's 10470 Overseas Highway, and Almorada is 
931-933 Overseas Highway. Now you go there, besides just being chocolate and fudge and cookies and their world-renowned key lime pie and frozen key lime pie, they also style themselves as, you'll see the name, Key Largo Chocolate and Ice Cream. Same company, Key Largo Chocolates and Ice Cream. But I just tell you Key Largo Chocolate so it's easier to remember their website. And with ice cream, they have 36 flavors of the most delicious small batch ice cream and sorbets you could want. So if you're in town, that's a great place to go and take the family after dinner, before dinner, as dinner. If you're on a all-dairy, you know, all-dairy diet, you can't beat that. No, yeah, I guess you can. But you can visit their website, www.keylargochocolates.com. And you can see all the wares and all the services they provide. And if you ever get to go to one of these places, and you should really try it if you're into Keys, and you should really try it, like I said, you should really come down to Keys if you're listening to the Keys bartender, if you're not in the Keys right now. If you live in the Keys, check out Key Largo Chocolates. And you can check out their website, www.keylargochocolates.com. And if you do go in there, tell them that the Keys bartender sent you. Yes, I sent you. Jim sent you. Um, I mentioned last week that there was, I just, the Upper Keys Weekly, if you are listening, the Upper Keys Weekly, that's the name of it, has a contest. And they just started it. I didn't know they had this in September. They had voting for the best bar, the best restaurant, the best high-end restaurant, the best fish sandwich, the best bartender, and all this stuff. And what happened is they had, I guess they had nominations in September. And it starts, I guess it starts in Matacumbe and goes up to Key Largo. And I made it through the uh, selection process. So I'm one of the three bartenders listed. And it's more of a popularity comp. Uh, contest, and I don't even know. Listen, I'm a Florida Keys bartender. You don't necessarily know my name is Jim Haran, and I don't. I have down here. I have, let's say, hundreds of listeners down here, and also hundreds of people that know me from my bartender job, and then some people that know me from other endeavors that I do as a fitness instructor the side jobs as a notary and a wedding officiant and belonging to various clubs in the area. But in the beginning, I wasn't really interested in getting it. And I said, well, if I don't really try, then I'm being fake, right? Because who wouldn't like to be called, you know, the bartender and stuff like that? But, you know... Is that really, if I did win, just winning in the eyes of whoever is able to vote more, does that make me a better bartender? Not necessarily. It does not make me a better bartender. And those other two could, re- I, don't, I don't know them because I, I don't frequent many bars. I guess I should, you know, but I don't because I don't drink. And 
there's still that ego thing. There's still that ego thing that I got that. And I can see other bartenders who do really fancy drinks, some craft bartenders looking and saying, God damn it. This guy's a slob and he's mean and he's irritable and this and that. Mm, yeah, maybe. Uh, I'm, I'm a good bartender. I'm a good bartender. I'm the, am I the greatest bartender? I never said I was. I never said I was. I never entered any contest for bartending because my skills are, are unique, but they're not exceptional. How's that? My skills are unique, but they're not exceptional. Hmm. But I, I can still my, I consider myself an exceptional person, like another a lot of other people are exceptional around me. You should you should consider yourself an exceptional, unique person. Right? There's more to you than your job. If you the the teacher of the year for whatever state you're in or whatever county you're in and stuff like that may very well be a great teacher. But if you're a teacher, you could be a wonderful teacher too. That doesn't make you any less of a great teacher just because this other person, uh, I'm not going to say arbitrarily, but there is a certain arbitrary or chance factor in winning these contests. Just like a beauty contest or a sporting contest, depending on how you feel that day. Not everyone's at their best on the day. Not everyone uh, can perform at a high level all the time. So I, I, uh, I'm still grappling with the ideas like, ah, I want to get good ratings on the podcast. You know, it'd be great. What would I do if I won? Would I put it? Would I put it in the list and say, you know, the upper keys, you know, voted the upper keys best bartender? No. I, it, it'd really be hard to do that. I'm not saying I won't do that. Um, other people could do that. It sounds like fake. What would you call that? Fake modesty. Fake modesty. If you really want to get rid of fake modesty, what you do is you got to heed your critics. And I did that the other day, moving from this contest. I went on YouTube and I was reading some. I just started reformatting my YouTube page. It's really interesting because YouTube is primarily, when you think of YouTube, you think of it as a, a visual and audio format. But it also has audio. And you know when you go to YouTube, sometimes when you play music, they don't have a video with it. They just show a, a picture of an album cover or something like that. Or, you know, just some still shot. Some still shot. Did I say call it a dumb still shot? Some still shot. So I'm going through there and I go, oh, well, it's it didn't really take off because, first of all, I didn't target that way. In order to really catch on YouTube, you really have to have a video component to your show. And I've been considering that. I'm, I'm, I'm really, there's a very good chance that we might 
be adding that video component to it. It's not critical, but it would be interesting. So one of my shows, uh, now you got to remember, I've been doing this show for five years and every episode is available on YouTube and a lot, of peop- a lot of people don't listen to podcasts on YouTube. It's not one of those things. Our, we definitely get a lot, our number one listener uh, in this order would be uh, vastly, it would be iTunes, then Spotify, and then there'd be a whole bunch of thirds which would be iHeartRadio, Google, Amazon, all those, you know, smart devices who say, oh, Amazon, hey, hey, Alexa, play this. I got to speak. I got to speak quietly because I don't want Alexa to hear me and just pop on. She's in another room, so she won't hear me. So I'm reading my critiques, and one, it was really, it was true. It truly was true, the, the critique, and it put, brought me to earth. I was thinking, why, you know, I always thought, what, what a great title. And, you know, a great title would be, you know, attracts people. And then I realized, a great title is a tease. A great title. Steve Martin did uh, a lot of comedy albums in the late 70s, early 80s. And on one of his albums, cal- uh, comedy albums or one of his routines he did when he was doing big stand-ups in the stadium. He was talking about being, uh, I think this was a book. He wrote, he wrote a short, uh, a, a book with funny stories in it. And one of the short stories was titled Timmy Meets the Sex Goddess. Sex Goddess. And in it, Timmy gets up, goes to school, uh, I think he finds something on the ground and he returns it, uh, a wallet or something like that. And then his mom gives him a bowl of ice cream. And the title of it made you believe that, oh my gosh, this is going to be really interesting. And he said, what? And then when you start reading the story, you think, what does a little kid have to do with a sex goddess and stuff? This is going to be very inappropriate. And he doesn't mention anything about sex or a sex goddess or any intimacy other than getting a bowl of ice cream. So a little misdirection. Now, I wasn't planning on doing this, but on one of the episodes, we were talking about the skunk ape and stuff like that. The skunk ape is one of these low, like the Jersey Devil or Sasquatch in the northwestern part of the United States. Um, the skunk ape is a, I, I don't want to call it fictional because it is fictional, but some people believe in it. And it's kind of a man-sized creature who lives in the swamps, right? And I did an episode, and we may have mentioned it in that episode, but we did not go into it in depth at all. And I put Skunk Ape on the front of the, as a title. And so the one of the critiques I got or comments was a one-star uh, from a woman who says, Oh, I went to this, no talk of the skunk ape or anything else remotely interesting. And I go, hmm, that, I took that to heart. You know, if I had read that five years earlier, about six months into or seven months into doing this show, I definitely would have been taken aback 
I would have. I would have had to sit back and do that um, reevaluation. And then I realized, you know, all I, all I have to do is just try to do a better job each time. You know, endeavor to do a little more homework, do a little more preparation, get some ideas. I'm thinking about all the, all the times I put those titles on there that were loosely affiliated with the content of what the show was. And I realized I was doing a disservice if I did not make the title match with the show. There's a, a comedy on television, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And there's one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, five characters in it. Well, four, five characters. Frank, Sweet D, Charlie, Mac, and oh my God, I forgot the other um, I forgot the other guy. But what, what they put in the title, they put in the title exactly what happens. You know, if D and her brother go on welfare, you go D and so and so are going welfare. That's it. That's the title. So, on this one, I mean, I can always put the, you know, things like when alligators attack and not talk about alligators or aliens on the alien counter on the water. Right? There's not, if you don't talk about the three hour orgasm, right? Sounds like you're going to be talking about tantric sex and not talk about it. That's a big letdown. letdown. So I'm going to keep that in mind, even though it's an old comment for a couple of years ago, not to do the most outrageous thing you know to solicit people listening I want them to say oh well this is going to be about this but I mean I'm not just a motivation show I talk a little about bartending talk a little about feeling how you feel about yourself and I read that critique and it really used to eat at me when I got one of these things and it sounds like Jim it sounds like it's eating at you right now I said no I was just thinking about it and I go oh you're they're 100% correct that title did not really correctly describe what the episode was about. So I will endeavor, at least I'll put him in a description. I guess if I put him in my description, we talk, you know, I mentioned Skunk Ape and all this stuff. So right before the show, I, um, I just wanted to get this done before the wife and I head up to Miami today. We're going to a doctor's appointment up there. And we're going late in the day, which is unusual for us. We don't act, we don't, we don't do that that often. We usually do a morning trip, but we couldn't get the appointment before twelve, so that'll be interesting. We'll be, I guess, we'll be coming back with the traffic. Won't be too bad. We're coming from Coral Gables. There'll be a little traffic. It's not as bad as coming from the airport. And uh, I like going for a ride with the wife. It's fun. And I can make it meditative. I think I can. 
Well, I'd like to thank you for listening. I will be back again tomorrow to do another episode. I'd like to thank our sponsor, Key Largo Chocolates. And uh, once again, you can find them at www.keylargochocolates.com. If you're not in the area, if you're in the area, you know we got Key Largo Chocolates at in, uh, Key Largo, which should be right in the same place with the urgent care is if you're a local. And down near, uh, I think it's down near Bud and Mary's on the ocean side. And it's a, um, you know, just Bud and Mary's is a, a local, God darn it, I was going to say, a dock right there uh, where the, the Amarada fishing fleet is. So, and all the sport fishing boats are. It's fun. You go in there. You, what you do is you go there, you get some ice cream at Key Largo Chocolates. You take your ice cream, you walk over to Buddy Mary's, and they got this big uh, deck over there uh, in the marina there. And you can look down, and when the fishing boats come in, they got little nurse uh, sharks and sand sharks feeding off the scraps of when they're cleaning the fish. They got the big cleaning tables. And uh, that that everyone appreciates seeing a, a fish get filleted. But it is interesting to watch the tarpon and the sharks uh, feasting. Okay, well, that's about it today. I'd like to thank you for listening. I'm going to send you out with a little music. Talk to you later, folks. Have a great day. Bye.